Sports and Bendy's podcast. Uh, still solo for right now, but Danny is up for sure aim for the next one. Um, so it's been a while. A lot of things have happened in the month span. I think that I we haven't I haven't said anything. So uh, we'll kind of stagger and see where what, what like what has happened so far. In the NBA, you know, we're gonna just gonna focus on the NBA right now. Too early for baseball. Mm-hmm. Eh, too early for football. Go Rams, though. Go Rams. Um. So, since I think the last time I actually said something, the Toronto Raptors became NBA champions in six games. Kevin Durant got really hurt. Tori Achilles, uh, Tori Seoprey Thompson, but it's kind of still a shock that like the Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions and Usai Jury, who traded Demar Rosen and got so much crap for it. He won, like they won. Like, like David D. Goliath and whichever way you want to put it. And I know everybody said, well, Steph Curry didn't have any help. Steph Curry didn't have any help. I mean, I'm sorry, you're the two-time MVP, first time I'm an MVP. Like, I don't know. Like, should I feel bad because he didn't have Clay Thompson, one of the arguably the best shooters ever next to him. Kevin Durant, one of the, like, top already NBA Hall of Famers. They had to rely on Draymond Green and Andre Godala, who are two other all-stars. Okay, whatever. But anyway, I don't mind getting into that. Um, so, John Raptors won, and they had the basketball world, like, wow, for like 12 hours. Because in the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis. So, I know we already, I know Kawhi Leonard already signed, we'll get to that. I'll get to that, I'll get to that. Uh, but we haven't had a chance to talk about the Anthony Davis, Davis trade. Um, so, Anthony Davis with Rob Linka and the Lakers, and with the Hobbit Plus Sports, I'm sure of it. Um, New Orleans Pelicans, they traded him to the Lakers, or, I might get this wrong. Hold up. For Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, the three future first round picks, and two swaps. And somewhere along that ballpark, like maybe a player here or there or whatever. Um, but they trade him, right? Oh, and and that one of those picks, I think, was the four, was for sure the fourth overall draft pick in the 2018 draft. Um, for that trade, I kind of guess I would honestly say both teams got what they wanted, like David Griffin. Was a amazing hire for the Northern Pelicans, and, we'll get, and I honestly cannot believe that Lakers didn't even offer him or spoke to him about like, 
and wanted to be a president of basketball operations, and, and they just decided not to go with anyone for that position because it was a position created for Magic Johnson, and he left, so they didn't want to fulfill it, like fill it up. Like it was David Griffin, on top of like, hey, if you're gonna like uh, give LeBron James what you want and clutch client at the clutch client, why don't you get one of his general managers that helped him win a championship? Like, I'm sorry, does that make too much sense? Like, okay. So, both teams ended up getting what they wanted, so I guess it's a win-win per se. Um, it kind of is the most, as, as much as like, oh, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, and yes, like, it's a deal that had to be done, and I, like I said it before, I kind of would trade all of them, like, I won't play that, I would just trade all of them, I'd just trade all of them, them and get something done. Um, it's still kind of sad, because I was like that, as a Laker fan, as a long-time Laker fan, um, like, we never really had someone like, like, well, in my lifetime, um, where we draft, draft, and we saw them grow, we saw them develop, and the only person that could really come close to that, in my lifetime, I know Matt Johnson was it, and other James Worthy, and whatever, but that wasn't my lifetime. Um, was Kobe Bryant, but we didn't, we actually still technically traded for him. Um, so, seeing those guys grow up and, like, kind of following them all on Twitter and Instagram, and they're all kind of pulling around with each other, like, they just kind of a young 20-year, like, 20, 20-year-old 20 kid, I don't want to say kid, but whatever, like, young adults, young men, playing basketball, and when they play basketball together, all healthy, at a high level, they seem pretty good, like, granted, they were still very green, but... You just felt like maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but maybe like three years time, you definitely would have made a hard playoff push, maybe even a little run. Uh, but obviously, that thing changes when you have LeBron James on your stat on your team. Um, so they got Anthony Davis, so that was kind of like, oh wow, because I, I I saw a lot of characteristics that I like for a basketball team, and those guys like. Josh Hart's, like, underdog mentality and always, like, on defense, working hard, really developing a three-point shot and a threat on the outside. Um, Brandon Ingram, who's kind of, like, I always saw, like, a silent leader and willing to take over the game, willing to make buckets, uh, Lonson's ball, vision, and passing. Like, those are... Uh, characters I, I wanted on the team. I'm like, okay, like, that thing can work, and maybe, maybe, how cool would it have been if we had this homegrown talent go to make a playoff championship run? That would have been great, awesome. But I obviously things didn't work out like that way. Um, and at the end, the Lakers got Eddie Davis, which is arguably a top. He's a for sure top five, top five player. And then you can interchange, uh, whatever. I would always put LeBron James up there, even at 35 years old. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Durant, but he's hurt. Uh, Steph Curry, maybe James Harden is up there. So, well, George, maybe I might miss one or two, whatever. Um,
So that's a deal that had to be done. And at least right now, you can say, like, you have at least another starter company, LeBron, LeBron James. Um, lucky they got Kyle Kuzma, but not, I don't think it was, I mean, they kept Kyle Kuzma. I don't think they kept them because they're like, oh, Kyle Kuzma, this is going to be the next, um, superstar. This is going to be our, the third, like, our third all-star, whatever. I think that was more of a serious contract. It isn't that big, so he, there's no reason to put kind of thing. And he only, I think, I think at the end of the day, it was take take these picks, take three out of our top four, and I think just because of money, uh, Kyle Kuzma was the one that was not traded. But whatever. Um, do I think the Lakers gave up a lot? I think that the Lakers gave up what they had to give up. If this deal was done with any other team, and let's say, let's put, let's say on this, the same, the lone Lakers team was in Dallas. The Mavericks had this team of Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh, whatever, all those things. Would the price be as high? No way. I honestly do believe there's a Lakers tax because... The stigma is, oh, if you talk to the Lakers, you negotiate with the Lakers, you are going to get screwed over. And, like, uh, Julius Irving uh, said when he was a GM of the 76ers, like, hey, and he ended up getting Andrew Bynum for, uh, you know, trading away. I think he traded Andre with all that. What else in that Dwight Howard trade? It was like, and then Andrew Bynum never played for the 76ers, I think. I'm pretty sure of that. He said, like, you never deal with the Lakers. Like, you never deal with them. You always end up at the short end of the stick. And I don't necessarily think it's... I think that's just more confidence on the other side. But whatever. Um, and so I think that's the price I had to pay in order to... Um, kind of get Anthony Davis. It was just it was just a Lakers. It was a regular price plus the Lakers tax. So I mean, if maybe the only criticism I would say is like you could probably have done that deal without Josh Hart. Like I think that not that I. Not that the Josh Hart will be the next, like, Kobe Bryant, not saying that, but I'm just saying that, or, it's just, like, his salary, and, like, it probably was so far in negotiations that it would, Josh Hart was probably using a sweetener, but then it's an awkward, a sweetener you can also use the other way, like, hey, you know what, we're not, we can just put this back. Um, I think you, you did have to trade Brandon Ingram on the ball over, too, for sure. Uh, the picks is fine. I don't really. It doesn't bug me about pick. I don't value picks. Um, not saying I'm an NBA scout, but it's for some reason everyone values picks so highly. But I don't understand why. Main because like there's so many more misses and hits. I'd rather have a player that is that I know what I'm gonna get. And granted, because you always bang it up. 
potential. That's why I don't really value picks. Like, there's so many, like, lottery picks. Or, I mean, you have to go to the top 14. You can even go to the top 10 that don't pan out. Like, everybody valued that number 4 pick so high for the Lakers. But then, do you chance it? How many number 4 picks have been, like... I'm pretty sure there are more number 4 picks that are already out of the league. Um, low-end contracts than... Uh, culture all star potential, and it's just that's just the way it works. Um, so I don't personally value them, I don't really bug me that I took that three first round picks, including the number four. They're those guys, whoever they are, I probably would not, and statistically speaking, might not pan out. So I, that's the only criticism I have of the deal. At the end of the day, I think they got what they wanted. Like, in an overall, I think the New Orleans Pelicans narrative was that we got everything that the Lakers had. Like, we took all of it. And I think that's a narrative they wanted to show out there. And again, the laughing one is, oh, you, the, the New Orleans Pelicans don't want to get taken advantage of. The Lakers, whatever. And then... And that goes back, and it just kind of traces back to the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, when, when they both asked and wanted to go to the Lakers. Like, those two, the Spurs and the Pacers, they don't want to deal with the Lakers. And then they got all hurt because they didn't deal with them. Like, it just it wasn't, like, they couldn't do it, right? Because it takes two to t- make a trade. So, at the, at the end of the day, at least the Lakers get Anthony Davis. Super, super, super awesome. Uh, and I think that's, like, as much as I love the young core, and I thought it was really cool for them to grow up and, like, kind of be together and hopefully, hopefully contend to a title, if not just win it. You have freaking Anthony Davis. Like, this guy who is, like, uh top five NBA player. I'm, as much as I love their encore, they're not top five NBA players. None of them. You can even argue they're not even in the top 20, 25, 30. Like, the closer you get to 50, I probably would throw them in there. Um, and it's not even up for sure. But you get Anthony freaking Davis. Amazing. Right, and that's a deal you have to do it over and over and over again. And again, the only person I think you would say is like you take Josh Hart out of the deal. Uh, and I think the greatest way to do that, the best way to do that, you just would have been like, you know what, I don't have a roster to fill out. You took all my play, you took you're taking up a portion of my players. I need this one on a minimal contract, and I'm just gonna keep them. And I think that's how you would have kept them, right? So at the end of the day, Anthony Davis becomes a Laker, and you have to do that trade 10 out of 10 out of 10 times. You just have to do it. Like, that's just, and especially it just went so far, and everybody was praising the New Orleans Pelicans about what a great haul they got. They got everybody, wow, wow, wow. I don't think the Lakers got screwed over like everybody. Um, mainly because if you guys went, went back to uh, February, the Lakers were giving up much more. And everybody's praising um, 
David Griffin for doing all this and getting all these players and draft picks. If I remember correctly, Magic Johnson offered more to Doe Dibs, including taking the Solomon Hill contract that has another year on it, at least, I think. Uh, and it's kind of steeper for uh, Solomon Hill's kind of player. That already kind of showed me that Rob Palenka is a way better negotiator than Magic Johnson. And that kind of saved a lot of the cap space, right? So, I would say at this moment in time, 15 days from the trade, it's probably like an even-even. Like, like the New Orleans Pelicans got what they wanted. And the, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers got what they wanted. Everybody kind of wins. It's like when you go to when you're with friends and everybody's hungry and you end up at a food court. Oh, well, you wanted Chinese? There's Chinese. You wanted Italian? Oh, there's an Italian restaurant right there. Everybody get their food. We'll be back here in 10. Like, it's just kind of, that's how I imagine it went down. The only thing that sucks is probably that the person who wanted Thai kind of had to start up for Chinese because they're still Asian. Like, that's, like, I think, like, and that's what I reflect to the Josh Hart. Like, oh, I I really wanted Thai food, but Chinese food is pretty close enough. So, that was, like, my Josh Hart, like, oh, well, whatever. Um, and now, uh, they kind of worked out, whatever. Um, so going into NBA free agency, and this is kind of like, to me, it was personally super exciting because I was glued to my phone for like two hours without even knowing it because I was on a flight when free agency happened. And just checking everything on my way back home, I was like, I was shocked. Um, but before we get to all the deals, this is my big criticism of free agency is that it doesn't start when it was supposed to start. So from my understanding, somebody can correct me. Um, if I'm wrong, NBA free agency opens. Meeting, meeting, meeting with various teams. You pick a team you like. Negotiations. If you like it, you go. You continue. Uh, if you don't like it, you go on to another team. Whatever. You sign. And after the six-day moratorium, you get to officially sign instead of just like verbally agreeing. That's not how it works, though. Free agency Pacific time started at six. Or five or whatever. I'm getting over notifications that people have agreed to four year deals, three year deals, three, two, three hours before free agency even started. Thank you, officially. How is Kyrie Irving agreeing to a deal when he's not supposed to take a meeting yet? Like, I don't, I just found that funny. 
And, like, I think the NBA needs to, like, go back and check the rules. Or, like, not even check the rules, but, like, change the rules. Like, just change them. Obviously, people are not, like, if that's not working, because you're, I'm getting a notification that Kevin Durant has agreed to go somewhere. Before he's officially can't talk to a team legally or whatever. So, what I would do, what I would have done, what, how I would fix it, is how I would fix it is um, kind of just move things around. Um, NBA Finals ends. Let's say NBA Finals usually starts at the beginning of June. Let's say ballpark June 15th again, officially. That's when NBA free agency starts like five days after that. Um, so NBA free agency starts before the NBA draft. And then... So you have... You, have the NBA, if you have like those five days or whatever after the NBA finals, free agency opens up and free agency lasts, well, will last for like summer or whatever, you can still sign. But you have like whatever your six day moratorium and then and then um, the NBA draft at the beginning after July 4th. That's how I would do it, and then that way, whatever you don't get in free agency, you can address those issues at the draft. Makes a little sense, or what? Right? Um, so, so let's get to the deals. The free agency was kind of really wild because I feel like every. Like a third, like a third of the league was a uh, free agent. All right, so now we're gonna get into um, the free agency deals. Again, in my world, ideally they would be broken up, the free agency, and then it'd be a draft. But whatever. Um, So, talking about, we're going to get to Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to say that for the end, because that was basically the last person that signed. And if you only listen to this podcast, it'll be kind of a suspense for you. But we'll get, we'll just start with them. So, even before free agency actually started, like officially, I think it was like 5 p.m. Is it big time? Or something like that. Um, there's a report that uh, Kyrie Irving signed a four-year deal with the Nets. Um, that was the first person I heard sign. Um, kind of like it from the Nets. Like they had a decent, had a good. Uh, they made it to playoffs. They show they're kind of gritty. Um. I dig it for them, and more importantly, it kind of screwed Boston over, which is always a win for me. Anytime the Boston Celtics kind of get screwed over, I dig it. I like it. 
And I think this, kind of how Kyrie Irving kind of played out, I thought that was kind of funny. It was just like the most millennial NBA free agent ever and did did the most millennial thing of like, he, st- he started ghosting the Celtics from what I heard from my sources, quote unquote, right? Whatever. Um, they weren't returning his call. He wasn't returning their calls. He just kind of just like, kind of, did the millennial breakup and just like stop replying? <laughs> um, and I, I think that's kind of better from. Uh, at the end of the day, I think it's better for. Bo- I think it's better for Boston. I want to say, um, as much as a great Kyrie Irving was, they really did not give up a lot to get him. And at the end of the day, it was worth the gamble. Because I think that all they gave up was Isaiah Thomas. I mean, but yeah, I think it just works out. Like as Kyrie Irving gets goes back, I think he's from Jersey, um, New York, that kind of East Coast area. He goes back home, and he gets to play in the Barclays Center. So a four-year deal there. Next move was Kevin Durant decides to sign with Brooklyn Nets. Not a sh- kind of a shocker because I, after he got injured and ruptured, uh, tore his Achilles, I assumed that he was gonna stay. I, I assumed that he was gonna stay with the Warriors and sign that five-year deal. Um, just because I imagine he would take the entire year to rehab had the full five-year contract max, and then I thought it was going to be like a wink-wink signing of like, they will rehab you, and then you can go, uh, we'll trade you to whoever you want, and get like whatever picks and stuff, whatever. That was just a little shock with me, but it doesn't surprise, this just would have been such big news if it wasn't hurt. Um, and it's just kind of sad, like, such a great player to hurt, and I always, like, play hard, play hard, but, like, it just kind of, man, he didn't have to go out there and put this thing in jeopardy and, um, being a Laker fan, being a Kobe fan, and granted, Kobe was, like, 35, and he tore his Achilles, 34, they're obviously not the same player. And, and granted, 85% Kevin Durant is a lot better than 100% of almost everybody else in the NBA. But still, that's just kind of unfortunate. So I feel like this would have been a really big news, but it kind of isn't. And as much as everybody's like, oh my god, it doesn't really matter for next year. And I don't think Brooklyn is going anywhere. Um, and I would like to say that their Kevin Durant would not be ready for next season, but we're ready uh, for the season 2021-2022, is if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I think that's how it is. 2020-2021, there you go. Sorry. Um... 
the cool thing about this is that they both, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant kind of took less money and signed with DeAndre Jordan, uh, which gave DeAndre Jordan, like, gave the Nets, DeAndre Jordan, uh, the opportunity to sign for more money. Uh, so that was pretty cool, and that kind of shows, like, the brotherhood, the friendships that you kind of develop in basketball in the AAU. Um, DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie Irving for next year. I kind of like it. Kind of like it. Uh, give a big, big inside presence. And I think with a guard with that's so heavy, so ball heavy, dominant like Kyrie Irving, you do need somebody in low post that's willing to go get get rebounds. Not necessarily get plays called for them, but like work for every bucket and kind of be a very great defensive player, especially on uh, the public side help. And that's essential because Kyrie Irving, his favorite thing to do is, like, really not play defense. Um, so I like that. Uh, Clay Thompson stays with the Warriors by the deal, 190. The only bad thing, I, not bad thing, but it just sucks that he didn't get his full five-year 224 mil because he didn't get voted for all NBA team. And everybody always wants to be like, oh, I don't understand why NBA writers get to do this. I kind of do and I kind of don't. Um, because some of them voted for Dwayne Wade. And as much as it's cool to see Dwayne Wade in action, and especially the his cool story of, like, his retirement, his last year, and the playoff push that they tried to do, he wasn't an NBA player. Let's not lie. So, uh, he definitely took some words away from, um, Clay Thompson, which really cost him a significant amount of money. Um, a lot of money, right? And he stays. So, the, going back to the Kevin Durant thing, and the Warriors, and Mr. Hard this intertwined. Kevin Durant... Besides, they go to Brooklyn Nets, but they agree with this to, do, to do a signing trade so they can the Warriors can get assets, which goes into D'Angelo Russell, who was a free agent, restricted free agent, agrees and goes back to the Warriors for four years, one seventeen, I want to say. So good for him, and I kind of always liked D'Angelo Russell, and like, like uh, kind of follow his NBA kind of career still because. I personally was a big fan, especially because he was, like, um, our number two pick from, what, four years ago, and that was, a, I think that was the first, like, top three protected pick that we needed in SD Nash trade, and that was the first one that, like, oh, my God, we get to keep our pick, we get to keep our pick, and, like, we can do all this, and I think that's what kind of first excited. So, and it, and I I do honestly think, as much as I love the Lakers, I think they did him dirty, and they put his stuff out there, and Grant Olympic was his fault, but at the end of the day, it's like, and then Magic Johnson said some really mean things about his, like, leadership and his character, and then, Magic was only there for like five minutes before he traded him and said those things. 
and he just flourished, and it was bittersweet, because I'm glad that he flourished at Brooklyn Nets, but I wish he would have flourished at the Lakers, but they never gave him the time. I would have, I would have definitely tried to keep him, and I get the whole Timothy Mockoff deal, but I felt like he's already been traded twice, Timothy Mockoff, so you could have definitely done that deal or less than trading your number two pick, who showed a lot of promise. Um, so that was unfortunate. But good for James Russell because I think he, his main priority at this time in his life was to get paid, and he got his full max. Starting uh, at 27, I think, 27 mil. Uh, a couple other things that happened. Andre Iguodala to do that. To the, under, the Warriors had to trade Andre Iguodala to Memphis. And I think they wanted to keep him, but they're not trying to. Uh, Andre Iguodala is not trying to stay. And as much as Andre Iguodala is annoying to watch, because all he does is shrug his shoulders in the game, <laughs> and he does a lot more. Um, he is an NBA Finals MVP, and... Really hoping he kind of um, finds a good home, and I would love it if he found a home with the Lakers and would play for cheap for them. Uh, what else happened? Mike Conley gets traded from Memphis to Utah for uh, I think a couple of whatever for some some stuff whatever. Takes probably, um, and we'll get to Utah in a bit. But I like what Utah, I like what Utah is doing, and I always kind of have a soft spot for Mike Conley because I feel like he's been uh, not like down upon, but what hasn't been given his fair credit and his fair share uh, because he is a straight baller and he was the leader of that Memphis Grizzlies grit and grind. Um, an era with uh, Zach Randolph and um, Marcus Saul and Tony Allen. So, but he never got his recognition. Um, he never got an Oscar. He he's never been an Oscar, which is like shocking to me. He's like such a like he is like I I personally think Mike Conley is a championship caliber. Um, point guard, and he'll be, a, he'll flourish a point guard of any, in any team, but he also is kind of, it seems like he's loyal to a fall, and he's, holds himself with such high regard, um, and professionalism that he's not someone who would demand a trade, he's not someone who would, uh, kind of throw the GMs and, um, uh, Franchise under the bus for his greater good and for the sake of his career. So I really, really hope he flourishes in that uh, Utah Jazz role. And we'll get to Utah Jazz in a bit, but man, good for Mike Conley. I. <laughs> Maybe somebody a Lakers should have been after, right? Um, and I, I, I truly believe, like, if he kind of seems like he just got in a very competitive West West All-Star field with backcourts like Seth Curry and David Leonard and James Harden, that he couldn't ever find a spot. Whereas if he was in the East, 
he would have been a multiple-time All-Star um, and made deep playoff runs. So, I mean, I'm just kind of really rooting for always. I always root for Mike Conley. Um, go Black Guys. Go Black Guys. Right? So, that happened. Trying to think of other deals that have occurred. Al Horford. So, Al, okay, this is like another reason. We'll go to Al Horford. Uh, Boston Celtics. Um, they they don't have enough money for Al Horford. Okay, and then they somehow become the mystery team to sign Al Horford because Al Horford was seeking to get paid, and he should. <laughs> so I thought that was just ironic. Um, he ends up with uh the Philadelphia 76ers, and then Jimmy, and then Tobias Harris signs his. Five-year, hundred ninety million contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. So um, they they look like fun to watch, and unfortunately, they ran into Kawhi Leonard in the in uh, uh, NBA playoffs. So I think there's something to worry, something to see there, and that'll be kind of a fun uh, team to watch. And uh, talking about the 76ers, Jimmy Butler's no longer there. He goes to Miami. Uh, I think he gets four years or something, right? Uh, which was kind of a little bit of a shock of a move. Because I didn't see him going to Miami. I saw, I definitely saw him staying. And um, I always thought he staying. I always thought of him staying in Philadelphia, but the more I thought about it, Miami Heat, the Miami Heat are great for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is great for the Miami Heat um, because just reading on Jimmy Butler's kind of past and where he's come from, where he was homeless and he's all about the grit and he's all about the grind. He's about work hard and he walks into any room and he thinks he's the best player, um, which I kind of would have loved if and Lakers, whatever. Um, but he also is very not appreciated. Appreci- appreciated. He's not very appreciated. He hasn't really found a home. Um, he was not very sought after in college and he won and it kind of feels like he was a journeyman. Um, and he and he has a bad narrative follows him that I think that is unfair because, oh, he asked to be away from the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Bulls turned him to Minnesota. Um, He was mean to Carl Anthony Towns and he got hurt. So Carl Anthony Towns, uh, they traded him to Philadelphia. Like, he just wanted to be the best that he could, and he expected everybody else to have that same mentality. So, so sorry, Jimmy Butler, but the more I thought about that, he kind of fits very perfect with Miami Heat and Pat Riley because I think they have the same mentality of, like, grit, grind, work hard. And at the end of the day, they'll show pre- Miami Heat will show appreciation to you if you, like, kind of work hard for them. And I think him be and him, one of the last games that he played with was against the Miami Heat. And then he saw how, man, the Miami Heat really loved Dwayne Wade here. 
like when Roy really was my knee. And I think he saw that and first went, Oh, this could be my home here because he wants the same appreciation as he deserves and he should um uh, receive the same appreciation that he never received elsewhere in any other franchise. Um and I'm pretty sure you get Pat Riley in a room with him and their minds probably linked up and said, Oh, we can do this. So I'm kind of happy for him. Like he got, I'm really hoping he flourishes there in Miami Heat, um, which I think he could. Uh, back to the Celtics, they end up with Kimball Walker five year. I think he got a five year contract. Oh, sorry, four year contract. I mean, I guess. It works out. I don't know what else to say. I'm not the biggest Kimball Walker fan. Uh, I just think it's just kind of like he has never been on a great team. He has never had great players around him. But it's that kind of storyline. Somebody has to put up numbers. It's the Final game, the finals of games are not going to be 102 to 0. Somebody has to score points. And he's always been that guy that's just going to score points on a bad team. And it's going to continue on. And I would definitely not want him to be a second option. Probably third would be ideal for him. But he, I feel like he stays as a first option in Boston Celtics. And they go from like this team that was contending. Two years ago, to like just straight up kind of flopped and didn't do well, and the NBA Finals. So, I, I mean, I don't think there's much there. I think the but the biggest like. I think that one of the biggest losers here is uh, of NBA all NBA for agency is Campbell Walker and the Charlotte Hornets, and because Michael Jordan just showed that like we like I didn't expect Campbell Walker to get the full five years two hundred twenty four. He kind of deserves it, but I didn't expect him to. But I, I guess there were sources saying that, and they weren't even close to a deal money wise. And so, Michael Jordan, you don't want to pay the only guy that's willing to sign there with you willingly. Like, you don't have to trade for him. He's willing to sign with you, and you don't want to pay him what he wants. And I get uh, luxury tasks, cap holds. Um, but that's kind of your fault because you saw Like, Michael Jordan has been in charge of that team. And it's that storyline like Magic Johnson. Everybody just gives them credit for knowing basketball because they played and they were amazing, amazing players. That didn't just translate to you being an amazing GM. Um, a couple of other signings. Ricky Rubio goes to Phoenix Suns. Okay. Um, kind of lower hurt because I like always I kind of uh, like Ricky Rubio and I thought he would be pretty great for the Lakers. Um, I can't. Who else am I missing? I'm passing on. Uh, all right, so big one. Kawhi Leonard 
uh, who it is currently Saturday, July. I don't know what day it is. July 6th, right? It's Saturday, July 6th, and he signed July 5th at like 11 p.m. Pacific. So we're still in the brains of like, wow, what the fuck happened? Um, what have come out is that the Clipper, uh, he decided to go to the Clippers with he decided to go with the Clippers and what the Clippers did to get him was trade for Paul George. That is, like, a full shock to me because that's, like, something from super left field. Um, he snubbed the Lakers. He snubbed the Toronto Raptors, who he just won the championship with. And on top of him being a free agent, he also was recruiting somebody else to go with him to where he wanted, which is, like... Like, it, like things are still coming out, so I'm, like, reading it on Twitter and trying to pick it up. Um, from what it seems, he convinced Paul George to go and demand a trade to the Clippers. Clippers gave up everything, like pick after pick after pick after pick. And the deal got done and he signed. So, uh, a couple of things I have issue with. I don't have an issue with him going to Clippers. As much as I would love to see him uh, with the Lakers. He is an NBA free agent, and you only have X amount, like, you don't have, you only get one of these or two of these in your whole career, if you're lucky. You just take a full advantage of it and go wherever you want. Same thing I said with Kevin Durant. Full advantage, go wherever you want. Um, however, I also do believe in professionalism, and I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but... I think Dwight Howard is a little bit more grown up than Kawhi Leonard. The fuck? So, and I say that because uh, what I assume how these things work is, like, you have, let's say, five teams interested in you. You take all those meetings. And then little by little, you start narrowing it down. And you start calling, hey, team number five, it's not going to work out. I don't know. interested. Okay, bye. And I'm more than you start narrowing and narrowing down to you can go to your choice, which I assume I, that's how I do it. Um, and I don't take an issue of him taking so long with this process. Like I said, he only gets some of these in his life. He's taking as much time because this is not, not just like your current pocket, it's your life impact where you're going to be for the next four or five years and establish a home. Um... Every time I've gotten a job offer, they give me like 24 hours tops. And that's super stressful because they want to know right then and there that you're going to be there. And I'm still kind of processing like, okay, well, if this happens, this happens, this happens. Um, so a good, like if, if you can, if he could have stretched out the whole time, then good for him. Um, I wish jobs would give me a, you decide, well, you decide when you want to work, 
fucking great. Um, but I do think Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard is a little bit more grown up in this, in this terms of, like, how we're talking about. Dwight Howard actually called teams and told them, I think he took a, te- he took a meeting with so many teams, um, and he called them and said, hey, I'm not interested anymore, thanks for meeting, and it came, and then he narrowed it down so much, it came down to, I think, the Warriors, the Lakers, and Houston, in, like, that 2012 season, whatever, right? Twilight didn't do that, he just kind of picked the team, and it always, it was supposedly always really close, it wasn't really close. As much as I would love time to think over a job, you kind of have an idea of well, like whether or not you want to be here. You're just working out the final details in your head with that time they give you to sign and whatnot. Um, Dwight Howard had like picked up the phone and told team no. Uh, that's how Andre Iguodala ended up with the Warriors. He called the Warriors. He's like, hey, I'm not interested anymore. The war is not, hey, hold up, we're working on something, and then they ended up with uh, Andre Vidal, right? Um, he didn't call the Lakers. He was actually flying to LA to meet with Mitch Kupchak and tell him, hey, I in person, I don't, I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna go to Houston. Unfortunately, it leaked out on his, when he was on the plane, but, um, but that was pretty, pretty, pretty grown up and adult. Especially coming to someone that was, that they're like, they were at the same age at the same time at their free agency, I believe, 27, 28 ish. Um, and I'm only saying that, great, he should, Twilight should have taken as much time as he wanted to sign with whoever he wanted. But because so many people were waiting on him, and I guess people that he considers friends or not, I don't know, but so many people were like waiting on what he would, what he should have been. Like what he was going to be side on, I think the only kind of fair thing to do, out of respect of being professional, and, and at the end of the day, all all NBA players or colleagues, if you're an NBA player, uh, regardless of what team you play on, you see more than others. Um, you should have let teams know, like, hey Lakers, I'm not interested in you with you. Like you're my third place team. Okay, great. Um, Raptors, I'm not interested in you. Thank you for a great year. Bye. Like. That way, things could have gotten the ball rolling and, like, people were like, okay, well, it's now only the Lakers, Clippers, now Clippers, only Raptors, uh, not the last three teams. Like, oh, these are, I don't know who to pick. I'm going to flip a coin for all three. Um, that's the only knock I'm going to have on Kawhi Leonard choosing the Clippers, that he didn't narrow it down, and ultimately impacted not just franchises, but, like, players and where they are going, what they were going to do. And then things have done because this is like life affecting, and just because your life gets affected three, four years, so does someone else's. So he decides to go to the Clippers. The Clippers get Clippers trade like four picks, five picks. One is protected, plus the Alexander point guard and Gallinari for Paul George. That is a lot, but not really. Again, like I said earlier, I don't value picks so much. 
because just because you have a top 14 pick doesn't mean you're going to pick a great player. Because you might tell everybody might sleep on it, and then you might pick up a player in the second round of the draft that's way better than your first round pick. Or you might pick someone up in the G League. Or you might trade for someone that was somebody else. That's like... So I don't value them. They're nice to have because they come with cheap contracts. But at the end of the day, they don't like... Especially if like especially if the Clippers go deep in the playoffs, they're not gonna be a top pick. They're gonna be in the twenties, maybe late twenties. It's gonna it's a lot of picks and the uh, Thunder have their picks for the next like seven years, which is a lot. Um I think and then shared T. Alexander, yes, I saw him play a couple of times. He's really good. Um, Gallinari, I think they're going to get out of that contract pretty soon anyways. So, did they give up a lot? Yeah, did they give up a lot? Like, I, if I had to compare them, and again, I'm a little biased, but I would say the Lakers gave up more because they had names attached to those picks. Like, like they, Lonzo Ball was the number two overall pick. Brandon was the number two overall pick. Josh Hart was Already, you say you can say he was going to be an established role player. Um, and I think those are were, are more valuable than picks, like and if, a name. So that's that's where I would say the Lakers gave up more. But um, and then there was a giant, yeah. So that's and there was like a giant report coming out if if. Uh, Quiet doesn't decide by Sunday noon, then everybody decides to push it back because, like, every team will be affected because Quiet hasn't chosen the team and the moratorium ended, right? Um, I mean, overall, I think I'm going to, uh, selfishly, I always wanted Quiet to sign with the Lakers because, as much as, like, everybody says, like, oh, basketball and the parody of basketball, I don't need some shit. I want the Lakers to win. Um, but it's gonna be a fun thing to watch because you can honestly say there's like eight teams that can win the NBA championship uh, with the teams that they have right now: the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, Philadelphia, Utah, uh, probably other teams. I guess the, the Warriors will still be in there. There's a couple other ones in the East. Toronto, you know, they're the winners. Milwaukee, Houston might run it back. Yeah, so they're they're like Blazers secured the backcourt by signing David Litter to a full max. Like, it's going to be super, super fun to watch. And... I can I like the parody and can't really decide who's gonna be in the NBA finals or let alone the last four, right? So So I mean good good for the fans, good for me. I get to watch a really great basketball every day, every night, in and out. Um uh, things. all right, let's get into what the 
fuck are the Lakers going to do now? That they missed out on Kawhi and Leonard. Uh, because, so, because the Lakers missed, because the Lakers were waiting for Kawhi Leonard to make a decision, all these NBA free agents signed or agreed to sign. Because they're winning Kawhi Leonard. That's what I mean. Like, hey, you should, if you weren't interested in Lakers, you should have told them, hey, we're not interested by July 3rd. And then they could have figured out how to go ahead with their franchise, right? Um, but this is the criticism I do have Lakers. I don't criticize them on waiting for Kawhi Leonard. I would have done the same because why would you not wait on Kawhi Leonard? Like, if you have... If you believe that you have a 30% chance, 35, 40, 50, whatever, uh, even a 10% chance that we might sign him and we might hit it, then you wait on him. You just wait, and that's that's the right thing to do. It did not play out. It's probably like, did the, the chips were like kind of already gambled on? You just have to wait it out. There's no point of holding. You just have to wait it out. And I'm not going to criticize them on that. What I'm going to criticize the Lakers on and Rapalinka is that they weren't working on the details. And this is kind of has been the trend and the theme of the Lakers and Rapalinka. They don't look at the details. They're only thinking about the big picture and that's, that's when they're quote-unquote scrambling for cap space, uh, which I don't want to agree with that they were doing. But while you wait on Kawhi Leonard, you could have signed other players. And there's other players available that would not affect your cap space. If you signed them into minimums, because there were great players that went on minimums, you would have more than three players to fill out, your, like, three players on your roster. For example, Willie Cauley-Stein who just became under research free agent from the Sacramento King, and the Warriors picked him up for the minimum. Regardless of whether you signed Kawhi Leonard or not, you will need someone to play center. Will they call you sign? Probably really decent option at center. Could have signed him for the minimum. And Anthony Davis doesn't have to play center. Um, so there's like those are kind of like annoying things like oh hey you could have been doing A, B, C because you regardless of whether you said Quellen you're still going to have all these needs like for example you still need a point guard you still need uh, you still need somebody to play the five you need, you need somebody you need backup role players we need death because there's no way we you should expect Anthony Davis or LeBron James to play 75 plus games. They should honestly be ballpark 65, 70. So that's the criticism I have. You could still be making moves. Um, you could still be finding vets and minimums and um, things that don't go necessarily against the cap, but will still place something for your team. Um, And they didn't, and they were sleeping, and they were just twirling their thumbs while waiting, instead of, like, making calls, saying, this happens, this happens, this happens, this is our plan, B, C, D. 
Yeah, that's kind of annoying. That these details aren't worked out. Because that's what, like, the great people do. Like, they pay attention to details and they dot their I's and cross their T's and make sure everything looks pretty and clear and cut before the day's over. But that is a recurring thing with the Lakers that they do not do. Um, so what is plan F? What's plan G? What's plan H now that Kawhi Leonard is signed? Well, obviously, you're right. You guys have guessed it. This time, Caldwell Pope for another two years. Yep. And... Great job for Davius Caldwell Pope. KCP. In a four-year span, he's going to take about $45 million from the Lakers franchise. Hey, if Rich Paul and Clutch Sports is one thing they're good at, is making sure their their players get paid. So, dude, a big clap to them. Caldwell Pope gets uh, more money. He signs, uh, re-signs with the Lakers, two years, sixteen. I think he could have gone with it on him for cheaper. <laughs> I mean, it's getting cheaper and cheaper. We'll see in two years what he signs for. Uh, because first year he signed for seventeen or eighteen. Next year, he signed for 12. The last year, he signed for 12. This year, he signed for 8. Next year, he signed for probably a little, I don't know, somewhere in the ballpark. But that's just kind of, like, funny. Um, but whatever, he shoots. I mean, I, I felt like he didn't shoot as much as before. but Or he didn't um, make as much as before, but... Okay. Uh... The Lakers also got Danny Green, which I don't hate. But I wish they would have not spent so much money on him. Like, you had 32 million cap space. And you end up and you convinced uh, Anthony Davis to waive his trade kicker so you can get the full 32. But you end up signing Danny Green for two years 30. I feel like two years 24. Or, uh, would have done it two years 26, would have done it two years 30. Uh, okay, I mean, he is a championship player, I'll give him that. So, at least they have that. Um, Wayne Cook. Design, which actually I really like that deal. It was like two years six or something like that. Um, he kind of got screwed over by the Warriors because they got D'Angelo Russell and kind of waved him at the end. Uh, or, sorry, or like made him a restricted agent at the end. So at least he got some money. Um, so I think ballpark, I think if it's... I think the Lakers have like 10 mil left in cap space. What do they do with this? Oh, and then they signed KVL McGee for a minimum, I think. Or a mid-level exception, something like that. Which I like because you need a five. And I think, and this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, regardless of, of what you would have done with Kawhi Leonard, you still need X, Y, Z player. You still need someone to play the five. You still need a point guard. You still need a couple backup players that are going to be key role players. 
you can go in for him with a minimum. That Javome Gide, I like it, I get it. Should you wait until after Kawhi Leonard to do that? Probably not. You could have gotten him for the minimum, I'm sure of it. The first day of free agency. I'm like, okay, we have you and it's not going to count against our cap. So they also got him, um, bringing the band back together. So what's, what do they do with the last 10? Uh, well, you still need kind of a point guard. You still need a couple of role players, and you need a backup five at least. Um, a couple of things I players I'll go for. Honestly, I don't really mind. I would, I would give Boogie Cousins a call. And honestly, I don't see what he wants on the market because I heard there's no open market. There's no market for him. But kind of see what he wants. And if it's feasible, like, give him my one-year deal. Ideally, close with the minimum that you, you can. Because why not? Um, you need some, you need a big body to play the five. And I know his defense was kind of lackluster, but I still think he was getting his footing. He kind of played very early on. Um, I would definitely, uh, call Jeremy Lin. Like, at the very least, you need a point guard. Like, he, like, he's not the most athletic player, but his, he, he can shoot, and he can pass. And, quite frankly, you need someone to bring up the ball for LeBron James. So, I'll definitely give Jeremy Lin a call. Um... Uber Jr. is available. Jabari Parker is available. I'm not saying just sign guys that have been kind of champ journeymen, but this is what I mean. Like, all these guys were like top picks in drafts and now, in fairly recent drafts. And now they're available. So, we're very, very cheap, I assume. So, kind of, why not? Like, there's plenty of players out there to give them that the Lakers can call. But all of these could have done a lot better if they were working out the details and looking at really quite sign. Looking at other players that are signing for minimum or cheaply. You know, and you still have that mid-level, I believe. So, overall, I still think like, the parody's fun. I think the Lakers, they have some things to, like, they still have a lot of work to do. Um, a lot of free agents calling because they have what like eight guys on the roster right now. Um, I mean it'll still be fun. Uh, probably not getting Carl Leonard again is kind of a bummer, but LeBron James and Davis still a pretty big win. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm, we're going to wrap this up. Um, my goal is maybe in the next couple of days, I actually get Danny up here. Um, I, he is going to be on the next one. I think we're going to figure out how he will be on the next one. We'll get his take on it. We'll go back and forth. Um, Ports of Penny podcast. And we'll see you in a bit.